So. <laughs> That's very humble of you. So, um, but it's it's possible to mumble a lot about this idea of humble being humble. There's a, there's a yeah. prayer we say every morning, guard my soul because I am a chassid. So, why because I'm a chassid you have to guard my soul? And the one explanation is, is because chassidus has very powerful ideas. If you don't get them correctly, you could bumble. The, the, the ideas of chassidus could send you down the wrong way, God forbid, if you don't, if you don't get it right. Just like it's, it could powerfully lift you up, if, if you're not getting it right, it could, it, it could, it could confuse you. So therefore, we pray to we should get it right. So on that note, um, Abir was pointing out yesterday that um, talking about humility and these amazing Hasidim who didn't care about the physical and they were more concerned about their matzis and their luv and esrog than they were about their physical needs. Um, but there's a, a, a very simple truth that is not being mentioned, and it's important that we mention it so that we don't get confused. And that is the Teresa Yom Yom. Teresa Yom Yom talks about how precious every Jew is and how a Jew is a part of Hashem. And self-esteem really means to value your soul, to know that God thinks you're special and that He cares about what you do. And it matters to Him whether you pray, it matters to Him whether you get up in the morning, it matters to Him whether you get stucca. There was a Jew who asked the Rebbe, what is the something in our generation um, needs to focus on? And the Rebbe responded, um, it responded, Miani Umani. Our generation has a problem with who am I and what am I? We think that we're like worthless and it doesn't matter at what we do because we're 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 nothing. We're hardening ourselves. We're naturally hardening ourselves. And it's not chassidus. Being hard on yourself and think you're not special, not important, is not, that's opposite chassidus. underscores how every Jew is a part of God. We just had in last week's Torah portion, uh, two weeks ago, about the Philistines plugging up the, well, the wells. So the, the word for plugging up the well is sismum. The, word, the root of the word sismum is stam. Stam means plain and ordinary. The moment you say about yourself you're plain and ordinary, even if you're in touch with Yitzchak, even if you're in touch with the tzaddik, the tzaddik can't do anything to you because you just say, understand, doesn't, I, 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 you, you, don't, you don't mean me because you couldn't possibly mean me because I'm, I'm, not, I'm just plain. But Hasid, it says in today's Yom Yom, reveals the essence of a Jew. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get the essence of a Jew, which is a part of Hashem, and therefore you are special, you are precious, and therefore um, we're talking about humility it doesn't mean that, that Hashem doesn't care about your words and doesn't care about your dabbing. The opposite. Real humility means that you feel that, that Hashem, so to speak, needs you. And He wants you. And He has something that He has for you to do. And, 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 and He believes in you. And He, someone told me a pshat, I don't know where the source is. Great is your faithfulness. Another explanation is, great is our faith in you. But the way this person told me, it means, great is your faith in me. They wish you woke me up in the morning. Why'd you wake me up this morning? Because you believe in me and you have a mission for me. So that's the uh, self-esteem is you value your soul and therefore a moment is precious. And God, like Rebbe said about um, the sacrifices in the base of Migdash, says in the Torah that every day the, sac- the sanctuary has to have sacrifices. And there are no sanctuaries until Mashiach comes. Or are there? Does in the Torah make me a sanctuary that dwell within them within every Jew? Why is it you have to dive in every morning? 
The reason for the Dabari warning is because God created a sanctuary, you're the sanctuary, and just like in Jerusalem there was there were sacrifices brought in the sanctuary, so God says you are the Kohen of your sanctuary, that's why you wash your hands in the morning, and you have to offer the sacrifices. In your sanctuary there has to be Shachris, there has to be Mincha, there has to be Meir, because you are a sanctuary of Hashem. L'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim. Okay, so on that note, going back to the subject we were up to, um, we left off yesterday with the rabbi telling us that a humble person is not just happy, he has gladness of heart, and the rabbi explained what does gladness of heart mean? That he has a full happiness. Or the words I used yesterday, which I think the rabbi used, he feels good. So, why does he feel so good? He feels so good because he doesn't look at himself as anything special. Because he doesn't think that he has a virtue in the things that he's doing. He doesn't think that what he is doing uniquely makes him more deserving. He doesn't feel entitled. He feels he's just doing what he's supposed to do. Yes, it's a special, important mission that God has entrusted him with, entrusted him with but it's not that, that he, is, um, he is entitled or deserving because of what he's doing. He is doing what he's meant to do. That's, that's the, the humble person's perspective. And that makes him happy for two reasons. Number one is that he feels whatever he gets is a gift of Hashem. And number two, not only does he feel whatever he gets is a gift of Hashem, but more, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't think that... Um, he doesn't think that he's supposed to get things which are not uh, in his ballpark. He doesn't desire things which are not in, in his realm, things which, which aren't relevant to him. And even the things that, he, that are relevant to him, and any normal person would want, when it's missing, he's okay with it. He doesn't get sad. Why? Because the, the feelings of humility versus being self-absorbed and feeling yourselves, um, these, these two kinds of models of life, humility versus being self-absorbed and feeling yourself, aren't just, um, as we're going to learn today, aren't just a a characteristic, a part of yourself, but this is an all-encompassing thing. And, and so he's able to have a handle on anything that happens to him in his life because his humility puts him in a different orbit so that everything in his life is seen and felt in that lens of his humility. So just briefly recap again. the three parts of, this, that, of, of his joy. Number one is he feels whatever he has is a gift. Number two is and I mentioned this before, he's not so into the physical because he's living with in a higher reality. He's living about, about his mission. He's living with what God needs him for. He's not living with his physical needs. And number three, um, he's not, he doesn't feel himself so much in the first place. And therefore, when something's missing, it's okay. It's okay. He doesn't feel himself so much. If something's missing, it's okay. Can you use the same idea of Moshe Rabbeinu that's called Anonov? It's not Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know who he is. Right, right. Chassidus emphasized that Moshe Rabbeinu knew how great he was. Exactly. It's not Chassidus Shalom to make a shmata of himself. Just put things in perspective. Someone told me that there's a there was a shul in Borough Park. They served every morning in Flatbush. They served every Shabbos a a chong called the shmata chong. I know what the ingredients are. Rabbi Yossi Schneerson's mother would make this chong in this near shul. 
and it's called the Shmatat Shalom. People, you know, thirty years later, the Shmatat Shalom. So I don't know what that chomp was. It probably was good, but but the, um, the idea of, a, of, of a, some people they eat every morning a shmata chomp and they think ah they wake up I'm a shmata they think I'm a shmata I daven like a shmata I learn like a shmata I'm not a shmata. There is um, knowing that you're doing something special and important and it's valuable and yet not feeling that you deserve more because of it because you know this is just what, what what's meant to do what you were meant to do. Let's go further on and let's see how. This experience, this living this way, living with this model of humility, puts you in a different orbit and transforms everything that goes on in your life versus feeling yourself actually does the opposite, puts you in another orbit and, um, and makes you sad. Let's go. Um, we're on the line that starts with the word HaKeiches Um Let's start from the beginning of the line. So it's not just a specific kind of feeling that you are having when you have humility or you feel yourself. It's not just something that, that covers one area of your life. Rather, it affects all of your soul powers, all of your senses. And even your faith in God is different if you feel yourself or conversely if you're humble. If you're self-absorbed, Versus, if you have humility, your your version of what believing in God means is different. Let's start off with something more simple. The difference between someone who is self-absorbed versus someone who is humble is someone who is self-absorbed is mistaken. As we earlier, is mistaken about his virtues. He magnifies his own virtues, he magnifies his family's virtues, and he thinks that he is, you know, the, the best. Whatever he does is the best. He's better than everybody else. And he deserves more. We're not talking about someone who lies to others and thinks differently himself. Rather, rather he truly thinks exactly what he says. He feels, or forget what he says, he actually feels this way. This is his, truthfully how he feels that I am deserving because of what I'm doing. This indeed is his truth. That's his truth. That's his perspective. But in the real truth, he is mistaken. Every mistake is a lie. What's the meaning of a mistake? It's not true. It's a lie. So he has this erroneous, false perspective. Versus a humble person is truth. Humility is truth. Self-absorption is a lie. So besides that, the fact that they're that he's living, one's living with the lie and one's living with the truth, that already is a huge difference in everything. But besides that, they're also different in their faith. Their faith in Hashem. I, I didn't, um, uh, I can't say that I fully understood anything in the Mimer. Mimer is infinite, but the next few lines, I had a hard time understanding. If anyone has anyone wants to contribute something, I would really appreciate it. Let's hear the words that I first. It doesn't mean that if you're self-absorbed, your faith is not complete. He believes in God, listen to the words, with absolute and full faith. He's self-absorbed, but his faith of Hashem is intact, it's full. However, you cannot compare his faith to the faith of the humble person because it's completely different. Why is it different? How is it different? What makes it different? Someone who is self-absorbed 
is his nature is very coarse. It's a very he has a coarse nature. <clears throat> and this coarseness is permeates all of his all of his um, senses and all of his soul powers, all of his resources, and inner resources. Even in the most refined and deepest soul power, which is faith in God, there's also a sense there in his faith in God of physicality and obvious means thickness, but it means grabkai. It's there's no uh, it's the opposite of being refined. In in his faith in God, there is a. So what's the meaning? What does it mean? Well, what's the question? What does it mean? I don't know. What does it mean? Tell me what it means. Could it be the story you said a few days ago? I don't want to believe that there's just something like that. Something about maybe advice from the Rebbe, and the Rebbe says maybe he's looking at places where he's not supposed to, and it's affecting him. So, kind of like, in other words, yeah, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, but if there's some, this this the guy who's moon Koshvatsman, it's affecting him in, in comparison to the guy who's not. The so, guy is, is totally releasing, he's totally open, he's totally... It, it reminds me of the, of the story of the Tzemach Tzedek, Marash, that you mentioned, um, the guy comes to the Yechidus, Tzemach Tzedek, Tzemach Tzedek, and he said, Tzemach Tzedek, um, I have a problem, a problem is everyone stepping on me. Tzemach Tzedek said, you spread yourself out over the whole shul, and therefore everyone, anyone steps, they have to step on you, because you're spread out over the whole shul. So everyone's pointed out about the story, and he said that, we're talking about a yechida. When you go into an audience of the Rebbe, what happens is that the deepest part of your soul is connecting with the deepest part of the Rebbe's soul. And yet, what's the expression that this person has of his, his deepest self, it's still about everyone stepping on him. So it's, 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 it's deep, it's coming from his soul, and yet what's his soul, what, what, where's it coming out? And it's coming out in a way of like, I'm not getting enough, this, this isn't enough. So it's... On the one hand, it's it's he's, this is what he's saying to God. This is what he's saying to the Rebbe. They ask him, you know, the Rebbe's going to give him advice that's, from Hashem. That's a, that's a very powerful example that you use. I mean, could be the same guy. Here's a guy who's the Gabay Abishul. Gabay Abishul is obviously spreading himself everywhere. So he can look, oh, I'm being stepped up. Or he can look, wow, look at what I'm doing. Right. And, you know, so there's the same aspect. So I think over here also, if he comes from the point of feeling of, oh, what I'm doing, and I'm being stepped on, then even he's going to do it, the effect and the results of what he's doing is not going to be the same as the guy who said, "But well, I'm a chayyim." So, 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 what is his amuna? What is he believing? What is he thinking? What does the amuna Hashem mean? He believes that Hashem is going to what? He believes that Hashem is going to make people stop stepping on him. Is that, is that why it's called? Well, he's not being stepped on all together. He's believing in Hashem that it's so beautiful. It's a wow. No, I'm saying that the person was self-absorbed. His, who said his faith in Hashem is coarse. What, what makes it coarse? Maybe in this analogy, he's observed in himself. So he said, he's a, oh, there, I'm being So what is his? He said his faith is coarse. Is a munis coarse? What what's tried as a munis coarse? What does he believe? I believe he believes in himself. He believes in he believes that he's he believes the best. In the yeshus of himself. No, but we're talking about his belief in Hashem. Yeah, the, we're talking the guy about the real gabbai. Yeah, wow, look what I'm doing. It's amachai. It's beautiful. I'm there for others. I, it's not an exact, but it's kind of like that concept. It's it's. We're saying, Rebbe's using the words, his faith in Hashem is grub. His, not his faith in himself is grub. That we know. He's never saying, even his faith in Hashem is grub. That's what he's saying. Makes him, him see us, no? 
he's saying it's coarse, it's physical, it's earthy. What's earthy That's about it? It's self interested. That's why it's so yeah, earthy. It's, it's, it's the focus is, is, is so. Yeah, he may do everything he may do, but the results. Yeah, it's, it's like you know, the principle from the Friedrich Rebbe about and it has to do with loving the other Jew. I've experienced this personally. If you if, if you do practice, you don't get a punch from the other guy. It's a proof of it, proof of it. If the guy gives you a Meshiveirach, then you did not practice well after the Rebbe. And I think it's the same kind of principles. It's how you come out. You say the same words. You say the same thing. But if you are practicing you yeshus, then it doesn't come out. It just it, then there is room for all this gopka. There is room for you know being stepped on. There is room for all this. And if you do, then what is this guy's conversation with Hashem? Tainus. What? Tainus. Tainus. His complaints. Yeah. His complaints. Oh, that's right. That, that's that's the word. That's Wait, the word. What are you doing to me? Why right. are you doing this to me? Right. 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 Okay. Hey, good. So, good. Good. His faith in Hashem. And his faith in Hashem is it comes expression in 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 why doing this? Yeah, very good, very good. I know it's, the, the, the example you use from Tzemach I think is is, is very example. powerful because if 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 he's with Hashem, he's not being stepped on. Oh. So he he but he is he's, this guy is with Hashem. He believes in Hashem, and yet it's coming out in a way that's 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 coarse. Um, you can see, you know, we we have people over here, the people, the people. Set up the table, of course I set up the table. Why not? Clean up and embrace it. Nothing wrong with that. Right. And then you have people who and right. no. Right. And then and, and, and then we have people like ourselves which are judging them. No. <laughs> yeah. Um just, just mirrors, that's all. <laughs> okay. Can't, you can't help the image that's being reflected back by the mirror. Oh, you can't help the image being reflected back by the mirror. Very good. Very good. Very good. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to paraphrase the, the, the rest of the mimer. There's a lot in, the, in here, but I'm going to try to paraphrase it. Uh, good on that much time. Um, so, the guy who is... Um, who is, has a sense of self, who, has, who is self-absorbed, so there's two parts of this equation that it says in his. There's two. There's two parts of the of the equation. We say that is missing missing something in his faith. One part of it is that his faith isn't is 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 tainted. Is tarnished. It's not a pure faith. Number two, the faith doesn't affect doesn't shine in his life so much. In other words, in the language of Hasidus, one is that the light isn't so great, and the other is that the vessels don't absorb the light that much. The vessels aren't receptive to the light, and the light isn't that great. The first of all, the light isn't so big, so good. The light itself is, his faith in God is something which is earthy. As you learned, as you learned before, that his faith express, is expressed itself, as a believer saying, in complaints against God. And also, his physical life doesn't receive the light of faith so much. I, I think what that means, let me just look, look at the words over here. Um, because he is so coarse, so his, the, 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 the things in his life don't receive the light of faith so much. It's not that he doesn't believe. He believes truly. But, here's the thing, by the one who is self-absorbed, his faith in God is one arena, and his personal affairs is another arena. 
and they don't touch each other. That is, in, it's in the way that his faith could illuminate things. I think what they're referring to is the famous, ex- to an extreme, would be, if we take this a little, to, to, to an extreme, this would mean that the guy who calls out to God, help me steal. So he believes in God, and yet his faith in God is, doesn't affect the way he actually looks at the things in his life. The things in his life are in one place, and his faith in God is in a different place. Why is that? Because his life is so coarse and, and earthy that it doesn't, that his faith in God doesn't penetrate and make him look at the things in his life as, as being godly, as being divine, as being given by Hashem. That's the, so that's an extreme example. He's asking God to steal. But in a similar way, someone who is self-absorbed doesn't feel God in his life and the things in his life. On the other hand, someone who is not self-absorbed, someone who is naturally more refined, Everything that goes on in his life is refined. Um, everything that goes on in his life is refined. His faith in Hashem um, illuminates everything that goes on in his life. And because of this, um, because he's more refined, his faith in God is more um, present, it illuminates his his the things in his life because he is someone who is who is less into himself. The things in his life are are more transparent to to his faith. He looks, let's say, for example, at a, at a, at a, a cup of water, and he and he it's the cup of water is more about the bracha, more about the divine energy in the cup of water than it is about the, the taste and the, the enjoyment of it. He is, he is more refined, because he's more refined, so therefore he feels Hashem more in, his, in things in his life. His faith in God illuminates his life more. His faith in God tells him that, um, that everything's okay. Because of his faith in Hashem, not only is he not sad, it's not possible to be sad because he knows whatever happens is by divine providence. It cannot be bad. It's for sure good. So his faith in God makes him feel that whatever is happening is for his benefit. So therefore there's no room to be sad because it's for his benefit. Whatever is happening is, is for his own goodness. And not only that, but he actually is strengthened by these challenges. When things don't go the way, the way he wants them to be, he actually is strengthened and, and, and it reveals more his, I believe this is good and there's only passing and things something better Hashem is going to give me. It, it, his amuna comes to the fore because of the things he's going through. The language Rashi uses to explain the verse to Mimer is based on the humble will increase their faith in God. Rashi translates the word the humble as those who suffer. But the, the word suffer is the wrong word. Suffer, sablon, sablon doesn't just mean someone, someone who suffers. A sablon means someone who is able to handle things. Someone who is, what's the word in English? Someone who is, um, someone who is, is, is uh, patient, patient and, and uh, able to know that whatever is happening is good and not self-confident. Yeah, he, he, he basically, he knows that the not good things that he's experiencing are temporary and, um, and therefore, the good is going to come out. And therefore, it's, it's possible that sometimes, even while he is suffering, he's, he's happy because he knows this is temporary and this is really something better is going to happen. This is, this is part of Hashem's plan. 
Okay, Yerba gives an example of King David. King David is on the run because Avshalom has taken over. His son is rebelling against him. And he's on the run. And when he's on the run, he goes through a lot of pain and suffering. The very fact that his son is rebelling against him is, is painful. But besides all that pain, King David is on the run and he's with his loyal friends, some of them were not so loyal to join Avshalom. He's the, the, the Torah in, in Shmuel says how there was a man in Shimon Mengera. He curses at David. He throws stones at David. And David's with all the soldiers. They could easily kill him. And they're like, David, let's just take this dead dog's head off. And David says, no, Hashem said he should curse me. King David says, this is not coming from him. Whatever he is saying, it's, it's, it's not coming from him. He, he, he is just doing something that, that, that is a result of God's desire. But here is what, that's not the part that I have a quotes here. Part of the quotes of the, of the story is the Kohanim come before King David with the Ark of God. They take it out of Yushalayim. They say, King David, we're bringing the Ark to you because you are on the run, so the Ark is going with you. King David says, David Amalek says, take the Ark back to Yushalayim. If God, hopefully I'll come back and I'll reign again. And if If God says, I don't want you to be the king anymore, then, then I'm, 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 I'm there and I'll accept that with love as well. That's the, um, that's the example that gives up humility. That King David is the king of the Jewish people, and he's always right. Halacha always follows King David. And yet he is in a state of absolute humility. He calls himself a worm. As it says in the Torah, I am a worm, not, not, not a man. And his humility was so great, he sought everybody to be better than him. He saw the virtue in every person. Even in his servants, in the maidservants, he saw, he saw their, them to be better than him. He uh, himself, he looked at himself as not anything, not any vir- as a virtuous person, and this is because of his incredible bittel. Bittel, self-abnegation, is a vessel for joy, and just like if you have a vessel, you have a cup, there has to be an inside of the cup to contain something. So too, when a, someone is in a state of bittel, someone has, an, has a, a, a vacuum, has an empty space in them, they're able to receive something. But if someone... Maybe maybe an example of this would be. An example. Go ahead. Approximately a month ago, somebody said something to me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I reacted. Okay. Here's the difference between bittul and yeshus. Okay. When you bittul, you listen. You makabel. You open for the message, whatever it is. Maybe it's a good message. If you're not, you push it all away, and there's a yeshus. You follow yourself. You follow yourself. You're not makabel. Excellent. Excellent. And I was I was thinking about relationships like. It says nothing as whole as, as a uh, broken heart. You're, you're open to meet somebody. You're open to, 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 to see someone. You need someone in your life. But the Rebbe says, Bittal makes you have, like you, you have space in you to receive something. You're able to receive a lot of good things. And you're able to receive joy. Humility is a cause for joy. Who is the happiest by Simchas Beis by the joy of drawing the water? It's Hillel. Who is the humblest person? Hillel. Because he was so humble, that's why he was the most joyful, because joy, humility brings the joy. This is the meaning of the verse, and those who are humble will increase their joy in Hashem, although humility and joy in their nature seem to be um, different, and they're almost like opposites, but in their essence, humility is a cause for joy, that not only is a humble person happy with his lot, and, and is able to be satisfied with what he has, but humility is a cause for joy. In the, if you go to the very root, the essence of what humility and joy are, not only are they not opposites, the fact that they look as different and opposites, that's just external. That's just if you look at it in a peripheral way. But the truth is, 
the humility of the humble person is not that he is is is, is he doesn't know his virtue, but he is lowly in his own eyes. Rather, the humble person knows his virtue. He knows that his virtues are very important. But since he recognizes that this is the truth, he does not consider them to be his own. And he realizes, this, like Meishu Rabbeinu said, all that I have is God gave this to me. The reason I'm Meishu Rabbeinu because Hashem made me Meishu Rabbeinu. And oh, and then just to conclude, the last words of the Mimer are, we don't have the whole mimer. Part of the mimer apparently wasn't wasn't. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> part of the mimer, we're going to be happy. We're doing the betachon sicha tomorrow, Mitzvah. Which one? The shmeis. So, so, so just the, the part of the, mimer, the last part of the mimer we have, which we don't have the whole thing. The Rebbe says the following: um, Not only since he recognized the truth, he doesn't consider himself to be a high level. Um, he doesn't consider all the things that he has to be his own. And he doesn't, he's not satisfied where he is either. He doesn't say, oh, this is what I have, and, this is, and therefore I'm, 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 I'm satisfied being where I am. Rather, because he is humble, he looks at himself and, says, and, and, and challenges himself to go to a higher level. Uh, but it doesn't mean that he is a pushover. On the contrary, the humble person is very strong about his opinions because... He knows, he, he, the humble person is someone who feels that Hashem has sent him on this mission, and therefore he's not going to be uh, swayed. Everything goes with a, everything does is with a very strong decision after carefully thinking about um, where things are, need to be. He goes, and he goes with, with a force and with strength in the direction that he, um, that he needs to go. Okay, well, yeah. he continues. Well,